This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half of the Scobro Show. This is part two. I'm still behind the Steel Curtain editor, Dave Schofield, and with me, as always, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you? Welcome to the Bro Show. <laughs> it is a victory Bro Show. It is a, I mean, we're talking about things that the Steelers nothing, can Nothing like around. breathing in that sweet smell at Heinz Field where it, when you take that deep breath, you get the smell of, you know, river water and Iron City. <laughs> river water and Iron City. <laughs> gotta love it. I mean, and, and all you gotta do is look towards the river and there's the big Iron City um, sign up there. So, um, whew, there's something else I wanted to talk about with the offense. So we've talked about some, some various things to build upon. We talked about the offensive line. We talked about success on first down. We talked about uh, making good decisions on and with the passing game, and I mean even with the running game on 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 where on with it seemed like Najee really saw things. Well, I mean sometimes from our view in the seats, you could see there was times where they schemed open some pretty nice holes for him, and he just went. Um, one of them is something that I wanted to address. One time, absolute huge hole for Najee Harris to run through. He was running away from where I was sitting, where I'm in the closed end of the stadium. And it was the guy sitting next to me. I have a feeling yeah. I know where you're going with this one. I, I'll be interested to see if you're if you yeah. calling out the one I remember. It, it was the guy sitting next to me. It was, I said they were kept switching up. Their family was rotating around seats. It was actually the granddad that was sitting next to me this time. And he said, he said, oh, look at this. This is going to be a pass. And I said, you know, it if they turn around and run this ball, it's going to be open. And it was like a parting of the Red Sea and Najee bust through for like 16 or 20 or it was something, something crazy. And what I wanted to bring up, you can talk more about specific plays is that I said to you, said this to you after the game, when we've gone and sat at, at there at, at the stadium before every time, they come out, you see who the Steelers have in, the formation they come out in. You could say what the play is going to be. Every time, it felt like. This time, there were times, but not as much. Not as much. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was, you know, there was, Kevin broke this down today for a nice article, that there was times where, it, you know, it was, it was the run pass option where he was making the decision pre-snap and, you know, made the decision based on what how the defense was aligned. And therefore, you didn't know exactly what they were going to do. What what are your thoughts on that? Did you feel like this offense from what we have seen in stadium before wasn't as oh it's dead obvious they're going to do this right here. Correct. Yes, it was not as obvious. Um I'm just trying to remember if the if that run play you're talking about was the one where um Najee ended up 
basically with two lead blockers. He had Fryermuth come back mm-hmm. um, and and hit the hole first, followed by I think a Cody pulling, White was well followed by a pulling Kevin Dotson. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know which play you're thinking of. Okay, and the one I'm I think the one I'm thinking of that was a great oh, play too. They I were both. I think the other Cody one was White one with too. Cody White, yep. not right up in there, which is where people started to notice that he could run block pretty good. Okay. Um, really, really good stuff. Just, it seems for those people that think it's the same offense, it's not the same offense. It's not, it is, you can see so much difference just as, as the season's going on that things are just, I mean, the, the usage of, of the blockers, the usage of the tight ends and, and everything that goes into stuff like that with the running game it's different. It's different, and boy, and against just a little more and a little more every week. Yeah, and it against who was supposed to be the best defense? I mean, Buffalo's defense is really ranked up there right now, but obviously no one was ranked there when they actually played them, um, because they've you know had a couple shutouts since then and things like that. But this defense through five games was you know the only statistical category where they weren't in the top five was they were they were number six against the pass other than that denver is top five in everything and the steelers ran on them at will and they threw on them at will would you would you say that i would say that yes yeah and i mean even though ben was only 15 of 25 it was it was never like this it it was never like you felt like the steelers couldn't do either one and that's that's balance. That's balance. Feeling like you can go to either type of play at any time and it'd be successful. So we spent a lot of time on the offense, but then again, there was a lot on the offense that, that they needed to build on. I mean, the Steelers offense hadn't scored more than 17 points in a game and they put up 27 against the best defense they played. They'd seen. So, all right, Rich. So do anything else with the offense? You ready to go defense? Nope. But we can go to defense. All right. So, what about the defense? What what there do you think um, they can they can build on, or is there some stuff that was even a little bit more concerning that they that they need to improve based on what we saw in stadium? All right. What I liked it in stadium was the first what was it three possessions for Denver? We went three and out. The defense held them to three yeah. and out. Their um, th- their first first down was that big run down the was the long down. run yes yeah yeah which by the way how huge then was that tackle by James Pierre to keep him out of the yeah. end zone yeah I mean I thought he was gone and then he got him and when he came up and spiked the ball I'm like he can't do that they got to flag that or something and they didn't throw it right away but no they, it I, I was don't... quite a little bit before they threw it and then it was like. I just think they haven't seen it in the NFL like that for so long that players just know you can only spike the ball hard like that on a touchdown. That they were like, okay, what do we call it? What's the penalty? What what is it? But yeah, they they had to do that. So um yeah, that I I like that. I mean, they pretty much shut them down through three quarters. All I mean. Over it was 205 yards, I think, that they had in the fourth quarter of their, I think, 374. So you're talking about through three three quarters of the game, they had, you know, under 200 yards. They really did a good job early on, 
But then you had some of those chunk plays and some big stuff. Someone made a, I'm trying to, th- to think about it. Where was this? Was I listening to Jeff's Let's Ride or I'm, I'm trying to remember, might've been the post game show where I was listening and, and someone was saying this and I'm like, that is such a good point is if Ben Roethlisberger gets a bunch of yards in a game where the Steelers are down multiple scores and he, ha- and he has no choice, but to throw the ball a bunch, people say, Oh, who cares about his stats? Then that was just, you know, he, he was only throwing because he had to, and the defense was playing soft. But yet when the Steelers on the defense on that, and they're like, oh, they gave up way too many yards late and things like that. I'm like, you can't have it both ways. Either either, either you give credit when the Steelers offense does it when they're in that situation, or, or you say, hey, the defense was just you know making them take too much time. I'm a little concerned of how things went in the fourth quarter, but the, it was kind of a, a perfect storm. I'm kind of setting this up from what my number one thing to build on is. It was a perfect storm of, of – some things you didn't have Najee late in the game because of cramps that really, you saw the difference in the offense. Um, it, it was one of those things where, yeah, the offense isn't quite going the same. I mean, I still think rather than kick that field goal to go up eight, it would have been nice to just get the first down and be in victory formation and win by five. That, that would have been nice. Um, the other thing was, is I'm like, oh, if it's fourth and one and Najee's good, do you think they would have gone for it? Um, my answer to that was, I don't think it's fourth and one because I think Najee gets the first down on third down. Um, but that's just me. So there was that. But on defense, when things started to go a little bit, you know, helter-skelter was when, when Devin Bush went out. And my biggest yeah. thing to build on was the Steelers inside linebackers put together the best game that they had had to so far in, in 2021, they had been accused of, you know, where are they disappearing? Things like that. But if you look at it, especially with Devin Bush, what Devin Bush and Joe Schobert was giving Steeler fans, what you were wanting to see from those two players going into the season, it just took some time to get there. And unfortunately, I think we see maybe what was going on a little bit with Devin Bush. He, you know, he had the, he missed the game with a groin injury. Then he comes back and he does, he seems like he's like a step slow. This game, he seemed like he was right on it. And then he hurt the groin again. We don't know if it's the same one or not. Tomlin wouldn't admit it today. Do you, what, what was your assessment of the inside linebackers? Yeah, I thought that, I thought they were playing pretty well. Um, I, I will say this, Joe Schobert can cover. Um, he's a good cover inside linebacker. Um, mm-hmm. He was doing, you know, especially when he was getting matched up on uh, Noah Fant, he was doing a really nice job mm-hmm. of, of, for lack of a better term, shutting him down. Um, we didn't hear a ton of Fant in that game, and he was what I was worried about, actually. Interceptions. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it's funny because Coach Tom was saying, you know, Denver did what they needed to do, and they had to keep him in to, to, to pass block more than they have in other games. So we're like, hey, if that's part of what takes him out as well, that's great. But he was still out there. I know there was one play, people like, oh, Schobert on that. I, I can't even remember who it was, too. But someone pointed out that that it was that there was a guy that got behind him, but he should have been the guy that, that – that shouldn't have been his guy. I think it was actually James Pierre that should have been a little bit deeper. Yes. Um, on that one. I mean, 
and I, and when it comes just to mention, since we brought it up, since I said James Pierre, you know, he had some really good plays and then he had some not so good ones like the long touchdown. And, uh, as you can see, he's, he's a good physical corner, but his strength is not speed against the deep ball is the main thing. So that's where he'll probably get picked on when he has to play from this point going on, because otherwise he does a lot of other things really well. But um, it, I want to see Joe Schobert continue to grow in the Steelers' defense. So that's that's honestly what, what, what I would like to see. Um, I think a lot of people had a, had really high expectations for him. They had, let's just say this, they had Cleveland Brown, Joe Schobert playing against the Steelers' expectations and not any other time you watch Joe Schobert other than when he did so well against the Steelers, if you know what I mean. Um, Steeler fans saw the best, you know, some of the best film he had put out there, which was against the Steelers. Um, and he's still a good player and I think he's growing into it, but what's more important is those two players growing together. Unfortunately, I don't know if we'll get to see that this week. We'll just have to wait and see what the yeah, report. So um, what else with the, with the defense, you know, maybe something else we could throw out there. I, I want to see Cam Hayward just continue to be Cam Hayward. Um, just manhandle people, but my gosh, that guy is phenomenal at knocking down passes. He had another two passes yeah. defensed in the game. Oh, did he? I, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't look at that stat. You're probably right there. Um, yeah, he knocked down two, two, two more for him. So, wow. Yeah, let's. I'm, 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 I'm trying to. I'm, I'm looking that up right now because I want to see if anybody else. I didn't look at passes defensed. James Pierre had two. Yeah, and had yes, two. Cam, yeah, Cam, had two. Cam Hayward had two. Yes. Um. It was really nice to see Henry Mondo get get a sack. Oh, he that been, too. He had been close and not finishing plays. Jeffrey Benedict says he's the he's the Steelers' second best pass rusher on the defensive line. He just needs work on on you know against the run. Um, and and I could and I could see that. Um, Isaiah Loudermilk had a sack that didn't happen because of a penalty. But yeah, go ahead. Mondo almost had a sack earlier in the game, Kana, because mm-hmm. Kyle loves that guy. Okay. Yeah. And um, I kind of do too. So he had a game. It's the first time he came close. It was, he had fantastic hands. Like on the mm-hmm. snap, he came up, he knocked down the blocker's hands, did a rip move, got under him. The guy kind of pushed him in the back and so he was going to the ground but still got in around the quarterback. And then on the yeah. second one, just was a beautiful spin move and right in. And um, Well, and he did what he's done in the past. He went for the feet of the quarterback, but he got him this time. There's been times yeah. where I've seen him where I'm like, oh, get him. Oh, they missed him. And it was Mondo being right there and just not being able to quite finish it. And he finished it this time. So that was nice. Yep. So here I'm going to throw that one up there. Okay, I, I agree with this, that. Brian Blackstock, okay. um, mm-hmm. that Mullet made some was, good plays, too. I was just uh, getting ready to mention something about well, then, him. Then go go for it, because I thought well, you he mentioned, played really well. Oh, yeah, he did. He did play play well. Um, and you mentioned passes defense for the Steelers. There were seven of them. So Cam Hayward got his hands on two, okay, and so did James Pierre. The other ones who had him was Joe Schobert had one, Joe Hayden had one, and... Arthur Millette had one. He played, he played more snaps than he had in any other game of the season. 
And like I said, love him, hate him, doesn't matter if you look at him. He had the highest PFF score of the Steelers secondary for the game. So had a real had a had a real nice game doing the things that they need him to do. Um and, and they utilized him more in sub package with with Cam Sutton being out. So I I thought that was pretty interesting. Yes. So um yeah, so the defense, it's kind of more of a you know, they're missing guys every week. It it really is. It was nice to see one Trent Jordan Watt get back to his to, to, to his um, normal play, if you know what I mean, back to what you expect. And, there, and of course, then you see Cam Hayward constantly having two or three guys trying to block him and him still just disrupting things just because it's who he is. So, <laughs> sorry, we got, we, we, we haven't mentioned the beehive in the, in the, in the live chat, but uh, got it. Yeah, I do yeah, want to yeah, say one to thing. There. I've got to bust on bad a little bit. I didn't even tell him personally. I told Jeff about this Hate to tell you guys this because I know they brought it up on the post game show, and then Jeff even mentioned it. Let's ride. Najee Harris's middle name is not Jerome. <laughs> it's not. That was a joke that was put out there. Then I think it got put on Wikipedia. Um, you know, just because it would make sense because his last name's Harris. You know, after Franco, that all his middle name should be Jerome. Ha ha, funny, funny. And then people actually rolled with that. So for those of you hearing that, don't want you to think I'm 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 picking on Bad and Jeff because I'm like, man, I miss a show, and you guys have all kinds of bad information. It, it's kind of funny. So, uh, Rich, let's real quick talk about the game. I mean, we talked about these things to build on because, like Mike Tomlin said, even still at this point of the season, it's more about the Steelers. Do you know? it's more about them than it is their opponent. They have to focus on doing what they do and doing everything better. And that's why we've been focused on that so much, but the Steelers do play this, the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday. What are your thoughts? You know, you've got Geno Smith coming in with Russell Wilson out for, for a while. Um, you've got some big, big, you know, can burn you deep, get the big chunk plays receivers. But you've got a defense that's really struggling, and I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the run game that they're that they're struggling even more. So, any thoughts on Seattle coming in? The the Seattle defense is not the Legion of Boom that they used to be. No, um, that's that's going to be the area I think you know where you know our offense needs to continue to do like we did the last last game, control the line of scrimmage. Uh, ball control, you know, really control time of possession and, you know, do those yeah. things so the defense gets the chance to rest so they are able to cover those deep threats that that, that you have for Seattle. And, um, and I like the Steelers' chances more in this game if we can put together an offensive game plan that looked a lot like last week. Yeah, and I mean, here's here's the thing that sometimes frustrates frustrates Steelers fans to no end. The when the Steelers have a favorable matchup against something, it seems like they don't do a very good job of it. When they have a tough matchup against something, then they excel. Prime example, you know, going up against these defenses. Denver had a real stout defense, you know, really good against the run and everything else. Seattle is 31st in the NFL against the run and 30th against the pass. You know, so yeah. the th so at, with, with the Steelers, 
you know, getting to the 27 points scored by the offense, only having to punch twice, which we do have to admit, that's something the Steelers need to build on is, is uh, how about some booming punts by one big press? That's, that's a good thing to build on. But that you can't go – I mean, that was the problem, it seemed like, last year. Every time the Steelers were like, oh, well, they're not running the ball well, but this team doesn't, doesn't defend the run very well. And then the Steelers still wouldn't be able to run the ball. So I really want to see them be able to come out here and really just pound the rock against Seattle that struggled to, to stop the run this year so far. Sound about right? Yep, does. Yeah. Yeah, because I I mean, I don't I still think Seattle's offense is going to score points. They have they have playmakers in the backfield and 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 wide receivers that are that are going to make plays. So the Steelers are going to have to do what they what they can do. So anything else you want to say about them before we do scores? Um nah, I'm all right. Um just we need to not worry about Seattle. We need to come in and just play our game. You know, yeah, we need to do this. If we can do the things like we were doing them in the game against Denver, I think we'll be okay against Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Continue to focus on what you do and do it well, regardless of the nameless gray faces. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so we're going to go ahead. You're going to give your score prediction. I hold mine until the Steelers preview show on Thursday. But don't put for those of you that might be new here. Don't put your score in the live chat until you actually see me ask for it in the live chat because we're going to give Rich a chance to, to give your say what, say your piece, and then we'll go and we'll read them off. So go ahead, Rich. All right. So um, I picked against the Steelers last week. Wes was in here giving me crap about it earlier. But I'm sorry. I just ha- did not have any confidence, especially in the oh, offense no. going into that game. No, 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 so, no. You, no, no. You've got to explain it right. What? Why did you believe that the Steelers were not going to win on Sunday? It had nothing to do with them. It had nothing to do with the offense. It had because to do with this. It had everything to do with who was sitting in the seat next to you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's because I was taking Kyle, so I had to go with the curse, the curse of Kyle. Was, is broken. With the curse of Kyle, but now he's managed to break that curse. Now he's expecting yeah. to go to the Bears game. So, yeah, um, yeah. So he's he's pretty happy. So that's that we do have to say that you. I mean, you knew you were taking Kyle. You you had to you had to predict your score accordingly. So, um, so, so you, now, you will have, I, I am liking the trend I saw, or we've slowly been seeing, like we saw a little bit the week before last against green Bay, but we saw it a lot more this past week with where we feel the offense is going. If the offense can continue in that direction, I, I see the Steelers having a very good week this week. Now, defensively it's going to come down to. Honestly, it's going to come down to who plays. If Devin Bush doesn't play, it's going to be a little little tougher. Uh, if Devin Bush does play, eh, I'm feeling a little better about things. Um, all in all, I am going to go with the good guys at home on uh, at primetime this week, and I'm going with Steelers 27, Seahawks 24. All right, so you're going with the, with the 27 score again, that they can do yep. it back-to-back weeks. I mean that that's I I like it. That's that makes sense. I 
I don't know what how I'm going to go with it yet, so I'm glad I don't have to decide tonight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open it up for everyone in the live chat to give us their scores. So we have we have opened that up, and, Before, and while, while everybody's throwing them in there, okay. Part of that going for me is and st- keeping that score close is not knowing the status of Devin Bush, yeah, um, and a couple you know and a couple of these other guys. When we get to our staff prediction article on the website, I might change my. You score might change a bit. it. Based yeah. on knowing who's available, that's your so. yeah. You you're at you can change yours because you have to do it so early in the week. So uh, you you are fine with that. So here we go. We got Steeler Tank. He's got Steelers twenty four, Seahawks thirteen. We've got George Teston Steelers 42-23. Wow, you know, going going go big or go home. Hey, if there's going to be a, a week after last week, you can feel a little bit more confidence. Uh, I with the Steelers actually scoring some points. Um, Brian Brown says 31 to 20 Steelers. Steeler Chick 46 says Steelers 28, Seattle 17. Steel Dog 88 has the Steelers winning 28 17 with two TDs from Najee. Um, George OTJ says he says saying Bush plays, he's got Steelers 34, Seahawks 16. Okay, Devin Logan has 24-16 Steelers. Brian Blackstock has 38-18 Steelers. He's got Naj and Muth scoring both of them in the same game for the first time, right? Yeah, I don't think they scored in the same game before. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I'm going by memory. I'm not going by by stat sheet. Okay, Uh, Steelers-Pittsburgh says 27-20. That is Steelers when you just put a score in there. Um, Do-do-do-do-do. Looking for another another score. Uh, Gabriel Golden, 27-17. Um, Steelers putting his 10-0 record in games um, that he attends on the line. So he will be there at the stadium. There we go. Come on, Gabriel, bring it home. Okay. Um, Faustino Flores says 31-16 Steelers. Uh, Brighton Barnes says 35-17 Steelers, let's go. Let's or let's get after Gino. Hey, that that I'd like to see him get some sacks. I haven't looked at how many sacks Seattle has surrendered and stuff. I, I break that down more for Stat Geek. So um, I'll get there. I'm still looking at last week's stuff stats from last week's game. Um, Wave Dave ten. I like that name. Uh, Thirty or thirty three fourteen. That would be Steelers. Clarence Washington has twenty eight sixteen Steelers. Money bags twenty seven seventeen Steelers. Mark Tobin, 24-10 Steelers. Um, John Luff, 40-20 Steelers. Sherry Richards has Steelers 34. <laughs> she says chickens. We'll say sea chickens. Sea chickens. Sea chickens, 27. Okay. Um, Greg Carbone or Carbone. I don't Greg. Steelers 21-17. Kathy Ford says 35-21. We win. Okay. David Poe. 34-20 Steelers. Knight Rider 16, 31-20 Steelers. Okay, Joseph Brown, 35-17 Steelers. Reginald Rivers, 31-17 Steelers. Sundar, 24-23 Steelers on a last-second field goal. Don't get me started on field goal. Anyone who watched the Monday night game oh. instantly had a greater appreciation for Chris Boswell because that was just kind of – uh, frustrating that that team that team to my east keeps winning games they shouldn't win against teams that aren't very good. So, but you know, I, I wish the Steelers could do that. Um, but the Steelers aren't playing teams that aren't very good. I mean, all right, one, all right, all right, Felicia 
Hey, hey Felicia. She says slow game 23-21 Steelers. Okay. <laughs> Jerry Jerry Band says Steelers 24, J E T S 16. Um Interesting. I wonder if that's a, a Jamal Adams reference. I don't know. Um, if you know what I mean, who was traded there. Uh, where are we? Tyler W. 31-16 Steelers in a statement. In. Um, got some just other thing. Other people talk about that. Outside Steelers fan, 31-14. Good guys. Okay. I, a lot of people are getting some scores up in the 30s, thinking that the Steelers can build on their offensive performance. Um, what was that? The Packers Bengal game was a lot crazier with their mis- I didn't get to see yes, it. Though. They were that, that was, was the problem. It was, I mean, watching the highlights, but the, the game of Monday night, I was you know experiencing watching it live. Where that one, I just had to see the highlights because we were at the Steelers game, but yeah, that one, uh, that, better, but that was on both get, sides. You better get oh, that yeah. one in. Oh, we got to get, get BMK, we got to get the artist formerly known as Solarverse up there. He has 28 9 Steelers. Okay, you know what? He's he's in or close to Pittsburgh now, so we can watch both games, bring it home again. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, I on. get it now. Hold on. Hold on. Because because of this. Brian Brown said, didn't some Jets players break Geno's jaw? Now I see why he's saying Jets, because it's also, you know, Geno Smith is another one of those that was from the Jets. So maybe that's what he was. I'm sorry if I missed it. My bad. Uh, Rajon 39, 20 to 16 Steelers. Um, Tom, is that, Tom. is that, that's Todd. Tom. Did I say Tom? You Todd. said Tom. Hey, Tom. Tom. Hey, Tom. Okay. Todd Faherty. I'm pretty sure I got that right. Um, Steelers 24, 21. I was so focused on the last name and not screwing it up. Sorry, Todd. So I, hopefully, uh, Oh, we got a score update from Felicia. We got three, hey. nothing penguins now. Hey, there we go. So I'll, I'll no, take not, that. not, Hey, there we go. It's hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Yeah, it was 721 left. Three to nothing. There we go. Bring it home to open the season. Take down the Stanley Cup champs. Go pens. So, but this is a Steelers podcast, but hey, we love all things Pittsburgh, don't we? Um uh, that's the last one I have here. Um that's the last you one guys, I was seeing. You guys did great, uh, you know, giving us your, your scores yet again. We love doing that at the end of the show. Anything you want to say here to, to, to close out, Rich? Man, it it was just great being in Pittsburgh, wasn't it? The oh, drive. It was so nice. It again, it felt like we were just at the stadium yesterday, but it had been so long. Really oh. had. But it felt really good to be back there in, in the stadium. And I even didn't mind the climb all the way up to my nosebleed seat. So <laughs> um here here we have one coming in late. We have um, M Marcus 39 says 27, 14 Steelers. Oh, and here's another one. Oh, yep. I missed it. Keep going. Ron Reed says 24, 16 or Steelers, 24 Seahawks, 16. I'll say this. It had been a long, t- even though I felt like I'd just been there, what had been a long time for me, the experience that I enjoyed going to the Steeler game. It wasn't just about a win. Cause I, you know, I saw of the games I went to in 2019, not, not counting the preseason game. Two of the three games they they had won. Although they had lost the last one I had attended. But what was nice was going to that game. It was the first time in a very long time that I attended a game at Heinz Field when God intended football to be played. 
at 1 p.m. on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. Okay? I had not been to a 1 p.m. game for a long time. And I finally got to go. The last one was when we, you and I went together um, to the Falcons game in 2018. Yep. It was the last 1 o'clock game I'd been to. I mean, even going to count the preseason, four games in 2019, none of them were at 1 o'clock. Boy, was it nice. You know, I get up, get to the stadium, enjoy the game, get home, and I, you know, and it's not – it's not five o'clock in the morning. It was great. I love the whole experience. So glad that got to travel with you and Kyle and that my son Gabriel could really enjoy his first experience there. Broke the curse of Kyle. Everything that we wanted in, out of that game was just, that's what we wanted. And most importantly, I don't want to say that the, you know, the Steelers are back or anything like that. They put together one good game. But what we were talking about today is the things they need to build on because one good game does not a season make. Because we understand that because that's what we got in you know week one, you got to win. And then you had to deal with three losses. You can't be one win, you know, one step forward, three steps back constantly. The Steelers, they need to build on this and keep going. Rich, what else would you like to say here tonight to close this out? Um, really just, you know, going into this week, the chance to bring it back to 500. You know, bring it back to 500. Um, then we get the chance to rest up for the bye. Come on out and see what we can do after that, right? Haven't had a buy in two years, right? <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. um, so just, you know, as much as it pays me to say, you know, we're hoping for 500 at the end of this week. You know what? That's not a horrible place to be. So, you know, prime time, prime time, bring it home. Steelers. Can't wait. <laughs>